Welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast. Throughout history, God has been on mission to redeem the world and reconcile those living within it to himself. The gospel which serves to accomplish this remains the same, but the styles and ways God's people on mission locally frame it for those in their own culture and neighborhoods change. Like some artists, ministers with a mindset to carry out God's mission where they live, they take the familiar words of a song and then arrange it and mix it to have a fresh hearing to their own audience who needs to hear it. These are their stories. These are their methods. This is the Mission Remix Podcast. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Mission Remix Podcast from South Main Baptist Church. We are very excited to continue uh, with our podcast process and uh, the various people that we've been able to speak with in terms of the missions that they've been involved in and uh, locally and, and even some that we've had that have done some international mission work um, and some too that we have to look forward to uh, coming up that are going to be in, that are currently international. But today um, we have our senior pastor, uh, Daniel Crowther, is here, and uh, so we're going to be talking with him. He is doing a sermon series, Praying Through Psalms, and we are specifically talking about today uh, making it through the holidays. Um, and there's multi areas, multiple areas to discuss on this, and I think we're going to touch on, but we'll get his, his thoughts and his input and his heart on um, these topics, um, which are very real, and I think too oftentimes, um, you know, we take for granted or we who aren't in necessarily a bad, you know, so-called holiday situation don't necessarily think about. It. So I think it's going to be an awesome day. How are you doing, Tico? Oh, doing great. You know, after, after I guess it was this, this past weekend, Sunday, Sunday morning, I woke up, got that extra hour of sleep, but there was something a little bit different in the air. The Astros won the World Series. Mm. And man, I tell you That's what, right, I, it was it was it was amazing. So I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, now now I can begin the holiday season. You know, heading out into that season because now the Astros, the baseball season's over. Uh, it's just I always count when baseball's done, then I can I can move on now. So um, now it's that. But no, doing great. And uh, we do have uh, Daniel Crowther here with us. And by the way, um, he is um, you are working and hopefully be done pretty soon and become Dr. Crowther. So we can't just, Hopefully. yeah, we just can't call you Daniel anymore. We're going to call you doctor. Well, you can call me whatever, just, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, yeah, whenever, we, whenever people hear this, I, I hope that, yeah, I'll be on the other side of that. But if not, if I don't uh, defend this dissertation, whatever that involves, um, I'll just have a nice robe and a cool hat and it'll, we, be, it'll make for a really great, Halloween costume. There and, we go. And, oh, I and, hope not. And if we can't call him Doctor, we can call him Al. Just not oh, that's sure. a great song. Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Simon. Yep. There yep, we go. Yep. Um, All right. Well, um, well, Daniel, as, as we start, as we start, you know, and we're going to talk about making it through the holidays, but why don't you give us a little bit of a background of, of where, where you come from and maybe some things. I know you've got some, some words of wisdom and where you get these words of wisdom and um, what God has brought you and taught you along on the process of this, this journey that you've, you've learned. Well, uh, I don't know if any wisdom's mine. You know, James says, if you lack it, which I've lacked plenty of it to ask for it. And uh, so God's given some things that way. But uh, I think this holds a special place in my heart. You know, my, my undergrad uh, when I was living in Kentucky, Louisville, Kentucky, was, uh, was counseling. 
And um, I think probably, I, I, I probably went more into counseling uh, into that particular major just because I was trying to figure some things out on my own, uh, just trying to go through grief just as everybody does. And uh, I, I thought I was mainly just trying to diagnose myself <laughs> with the knowledge that I had from that. But it has, uh, as as my whole pastoral journey, I guess you could call it, has, has gone along, my ministry's gone along, uh, that, that really has come in to, to play into pastoral care and conversations that I've had with various people in ministry. And um, yeah, God's, God's used it, and uh, for that I'm grateful. Well, that's great. And you know, as, as we look, we're, we're heading into, we just got done with, with Halloween, and usually, I don't know about y'all, but when Halloween comes, then it's just like everything else after that just, it just snowballs. It goes downhill. I mean, you've got, we're on the hills of Thanksgiving, and of course, after Thanksgiving, the day after, you're already talking Black Friday. Then after Black Friday, you know, you're looking at all the seasonal kids programming and concerts. And, you know, here at our church, we do Bethlehem, and then Christmas is here, and then New Year's is here. And then it really is just, just, just so crashed in. It just seems like they're just so, so, so close together. You know, you know, yeah, what I no, mean? it's packed in. I mean, I'm already seeing Christmas come commercials yeah you know when, when, what was the first what, guys what was the first christmas display you saw that you can remember this season like when was the earliest you saw it this year you so mean far? like in a store in a store like walmart or hobby lobby or something like that you know lowe's hmm. for me um i think that like they had the, those like yard signs that were they're they're, they're lit and there were candy canes at walmart are yeah. already available yeah, I think I think I saw it Lowe's um, maybe in September. I saw something just like a hint. It's almost as if they're kind of teasing you yeah. a little bit. It's coming around the corner. I saw something in September. What's weird is yeah, you you think like before Halloween happens, you know, yeah, you you go to shop for Halloween and it and it just all of a sudden things start to disappear. You're like, hey, I'm just trying to buy candy for the kids, <laughs> <laughs> right. and then and then you know you can't even find that, but you can already find you know, reindeer. Right. Man, golly. So true. That, that's, it's, it's crazy how you see that. But, you know, as, as that comes, it's almost as if, you know, the holidays just come knocking on your door. And, and, and for most of us, that's okay. Yeah. That, that's exciting. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go, you know, and it just kicks off. Everybody, some, you know, gets exciting, but there are times, you know, there are folks and I know this, and this is what we're going to talk about. It's making it through the holidays. There are folks that have this holiday stress or holiday grief and loss, and I think this is a, a, a good a good topic to talk about as we come together this week um, to talk about these things, because there are there are lots of folks out there that that deal with this, and it's real, it's real. And I think sometimes we can, I think in, in all of our lives we can we can come apart um, a part of something in, in our lives, or there's something a part of us in our lives where we deal with this at some point in our lives. And it's always that first, second, third holiday, with, especially I'm thinking of like a loss of a loved one, for instance. It's really, really difficult. It becomes difficult. Or the stress is because of work or because of all the different things that we have going on. Like I said, like we talked about earlier, as we all know, and I think everybody on that's listening would know that it gets really, really busy. So how, how do we deal with these things and where can we go and, and what can we do to some practical advice to, to give to folks, you know, as we do this? You know, especially, you know, those with with kids or empty nesters or grandparents and family. I mean, just there's all sorts of all sorts of things that, that can kind of uh, move us in that direction to, to do with these things. So, um, well, yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I think that, um, you know, it's it's in, 
when you talk about stress and, and people dealing with grief and stuff, I think that it's important to um, recognize that while the, the stress and the grief may be general, um, you know, it is unique to a person and or to a family. Like, you know, we're li- literally going to have families that this will be their first Christmas um, without, you know, the, their loved one who's passed away, you know, in the past year or whatever. Um, and it could be financial, um, you know, but it's still just as important. And we've seen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, worldwide where things like that and that kind of stress can push people to the, literally the to the edges and even to the darkness of suicide and stuff. So, um, you know, I think all these categories and, you know, are critically important, but I think they're unique to, to each person. But at the same time, what we have a commonality in Christ and in God and, and what his word says um, to trust in him as we go through those things. Uh so, yeah, it's going to be, you know, I mean, I'm excited to dive into these specifically mm-hmm. and um, address them. So here I have a list of things for us and holiday stress. I divided them into two groups and maybe maybe you can help us here. There's there's a couple of groups that I divide them into. But holiday stresses, for instance, you have preparation. We know what that is like. You know, we have work balance because you're working vacation time, all those kind of things. Family balance when you're being pulled in every direction. Uh, you have traveling um, you have hosting. You have people come into your house, you know, for whatever reason. You have holiday traditions. You have, you got to go, you do a tree at this time or you do Thanksgiving meal at this time or whatever it is. Of course, you have the holidays of Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, going and shopping, buying gifts. Finances is being busy. And, of course, like I said, concerts, you know, for kids, grandchildren's grandchildren, nieces, nephews, friends. And then there's just those relationships that, that maybe that are stressed, um, that can be put under stress. And then you, you, you can say there's holiday grief and loss, holidays without a loved one, uh, those broken relationships. Or what if you lost a job over the last several months or within the f- several months? There's divorce, there's illness, there's changing, changes in family dynamics. And so you have all these things and that, that, that can really kind of pushed down on you already on top of a crunched holiday season. Um, but, but Daniel, as we talk to you, what, what are, I mean, I don't know what, in some of the things that you see, what are some of these things? Maybe, is there anything you would add to this or um, maybe that you could, you could give us some, some insight on? I, I think that, um, you know, holiday stress is kind of the category here. I would, I would even go as far to call it holiday anxiety. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking a few weeks ago in, in one of the messages from the Psalms, I, I was reminded of a, uh, a quote from Rollo May, who actually kind of came out in the sixties with, with sort of a developed definition of anxiety. And he really kind of pushed that word forward in the way we think about it. But, but he said, he said that anxiety is, is basically the feeling of uncertainty and helplessness towards you know, a, a particular situation, mm-hmm. a, a particular circumstance or a threat even. Um, but think about like the feeling of uncertainty and helplessness. When you think about st- holiday stress towards some of those things you just mentioned mm-hmm. in the holidays. So, so like to get underneath the surface of that a little bit, um, the, the, the perhaps the helplessness of um, or uncertainty of finances. Right. You know, I, I know that I'm, you know, you might go, well, I know I'm expected to kind of give this gift to, you know, these particular family members. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know, <laughs> you know, if, if I have the margin to do that. Mm. And that creates 
anxiety that that creates stress all of these things that you guys were just mentioning there you know we all have commitments but that overcommitment what if i what if i don't what if i miss little johnny's christmas play mm. you know what is that what does that mean about me um my identity the idea of even having to like host your family mm. or even even harder, your in-laws, right? If yeah, you don't have, right, right, you kind of right. have the monster in-law, right? right. <laughs> we hope <laughs> not, but you know. yeah, yeah, I've heard. But but you know, you think about those those things, and and you go, well, um, it's interesting. Like like even Christmas, while you'll you'll recognize the reference, Brian. You know, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in time, like there's there. He's things? saying I'm old. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> there's, <laughs> but there's things about Christmas, you know, I think, I think we probably, even if your job isn't where you're, you feel like you're in the spotlight much where you're having to perform for people. I feel like we feel, we have to, we have this stress of, we got to perform a little better for people mm. during the holidays or at Christmas. And that can mean, that can be privately that can go, Oh, did I clean the house enough? Did I cook the turkey long enough? You know, I mean, and and then what does that mean? You know, how am I am I a good homemaker compared mm. to this homemaker? Mm. I mean, there's there's a performance element in that, and then a lot of times too, you know, okay, you're well, we're gonna call you out of the blue, and you're gonna light a candle, you're gonna sing in this, you know, Christmas cantata or or whatever it might be. Mm. So there's a lot of things like that. Oh. Even even I'm I'm used to being in front of people, uh, you know, I mean, it's just part of my vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I get a little more, um, I get a little more anxious just mm. knowing at a Christmas Eve service, mm. for instance, you know, there's, there's just the people that I'm not used to being in front of every Sunday, you know, I get, right. a, you know, that I, I don't think about it, but then when I'm, when it's upon me, I'm like, why, why am I so keyed up? You know? So that's, that's all holiday stress that I think people go, go through. Um, and that's, that's a, that's kind of a projection on future things or things that are happening right now. Whereas, whereas holiday grief, that, that is more of, you know, I I like the definition um, and and just the the simple definition of grief as suffering loss. Mm. And, and so it's just, it's just simple. And I think, but you know, and we oftentimes equate that to losing a a family member or a dear friend, someone close to us. But there's there's a ton of ways that people can grieve all kinds of things, Absolutely. as you kind of alluded to there. You know, you can you can lose what what happens at the end of the year if you lose your job. Well, you also lose your income, mm-hmm. right? And you and you you can grieve that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if if you lose like a romantic relationship, you know, there's a breakup. I mean, there, there's a reason why there's so many songs uh, on the radio (laughs) around Christmas, you know, um, blue uh, Christmas bells will be ringing silent night, you know, Oh, what a Christmas. Like, like you just think about all those things. How many, how many songs are about breakups at Christmas and how hard it is to go through them alone or, or even distance. Um, I I can't think of, you know, I, I used to pastor, just north of, of Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I, re- I you could mm. feel it in mm. the conversations with, with um, just spouses 
to to military personnel, right? Right. right? Who who could not have their mom or their dad, mm. their their husband, their wife at home for Christmas because they were, you know, fighting abroad somewhere. Yeah. Um, the this people tend to get uh, just because of the change of season. People people experience more sickness at this time. You lose your health. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. you agree You can grieve losing your health. Um, and then, of course, there's the family members. Um, so, so yeah, th- those are just things I would, you know, just trying to get under the surface of that, like why they are such a big deal. Yeah, I think that something that you mentioned about um, getting, getting together with family during the holidays can be stressful. And we talked about in-laws. We laughed about that. But honestly, you know, if you're married and or whatever and have been or you're newly married, and you're having to navigate, do we go to your parents, you know, you're speaking with your spouse, mm. to your parents' house this year, or, you know, I, th- I thought we went to your parents' house for Christmas last year, Shouldn't, you know, or, or we're doing Thanksgiving at ours. I mean, it sounds like it's really not that big a deal, but all of us in here know that we've had a conversation with our wives. We're like, no, we're going to be going here um, this year. And, and then, again, when, you know, when we get into those situations, right. you know, um, and we're in those houses, um, you know, are we making sure that we're kind of what Daniel alluded to, not not letting anybody down? Like, is there something that I'm missing or someone, some little nephew that mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, not that we would intentionally do that, but it just, right. just adds to that general stress level. And also just to um, touch on another thing Daniel triggered in my mind, it was, you know, we were talking about the loss of a loved one uh, for some family or whatever, you know, and it's, it is obviously um, a, a time of grief for that first year, but it is for each year after that, but it's different, and you're absolutely right. It's the loss of a loss. I mean, if that makes sense. I mean, and for me, let me explain it to you. Like when my dad passed away in 2008, um, just real quick, we, we had our Christmas gatherings over at my parents' house, and my dad you could give him a rock. I mean, literally a Charlie Brown lump of coal. <laughs> and he would make out like it was the best thing he had gotten that night and or, you know, that evening or whatever. And and he was genuinely sincere. And it, to him, you know, it was more fun for all of us to watch my dad open his gifts than it was for us for anything that we got. So it was so he, he made the experience. And when he passed away, I'll just be real blunt. We haven't. We've had great Christmases, okay, and our family still come, comes together, but we don't go. We don't meet over there anymore. So it's not just the loss of my dad, but it's the loss of that kind of mm. Christmas, if you will. You know, and again, we we have wonderful Christmases, and we continue to celebrate in, in the birth of Christ and, and getting together with family. But if you understand what I mean, it's like Dad's not there, you know, and and it's and, it's, and it feels different, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and so you have to make that adjustment, and and that can be stressful too. So yeah, you know, and, and you talk about grief is as you said, it's it's suffering loss, and there's so many different ways that, I mean, and I think we can talk about this um, kind of a little bit of a segue. Um, there's so many different ways that people can grieve and suffer loss, you know, and there's no timetable, right? I mean, there's there's nothing that says okay this stage lasts this long, this stage lasts this long, and you're going to be, and, but by the, 
X number of days, months, or whatever, you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're not. I mean, that, that, that there's no formula for it. There's no cookie cutter, obviously, yeah. for it. But um, what are some ways people deal with grief and loss and, and, and even, you know, anxiety, you know, and stresses? What, what are some of those ways, at least in, from a pastor perspective, that you've seen and that you've experienced or that you've, 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 you've kind of read about and understood in, in your studies and, and meeting with people and dealing with people? Yeah, it, you know, it's it, there's a guy named um, Wayne Mack who uh, who's an author and, and, and Christian counselor, and he he actually categorizes uh, like when 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 people suffer loss, uh, depression is is natural, and so he he basically says there's but there's categories of that, and so it's it's so it's it's kind of hard to talk about in a general sense because it's different mm-hmm. for everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, some people, that will, yeah, will fall into that what he what he would call like a mild depression. Um, and and you know, I think you could you could make the case. In fact, I I, I do make the case that that Jesus had had bouts of 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 mild depression. Mm. Um, I mean, he's a he's a man of sorrows, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. and uh, and well acquainted with grief. If you think mm-hmm. about that prophecy mm-hmm. from Isaiah um, about him, and and that really is is kind of the sense of okay, I'm I'm feeling blue. Uh, there, I don't remember who said it, but I like the the uh, there was a definition one time, or somebody described depression as the arthritis of the soul. Mm. And mm. and if you've ever had arthritis mm. or known somebody who has, mm-hmm. you know that sometimes it flares up at various times at various things. You know, you're, you're thinking about like again, you're like I think about my grandma. Um, you know, I lo- I still love Christmas, mm-hmm. I st- I, but but even a lot of times I think when I go home to to South Carolina to celebrate with my family, and I think okay, it's going to fill this longing within me. I go there, and even when I'm around people that I've known and loved my whole life, mm-hmm. I still I still get th- this this depression kind of comes mm. in this arthritis of the soul mm. because of your grandmother because she's no longer there yeah, and she yeah, was part of that part of that you know glue that kind of mm. held the family together yeah. Yeah. in that way right so so there's there's that element of it there's there's moderate depression um, and that and that's typically when 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 that type of thing outstays its welcome. Mm. You know, you can have, you can have a bad day. You can have a, a bad moment that kind of triggers something that kind of makes you go into depression. But then, um, if it's not like related to a chemical imbalance or something, a lot of times what you'll do there is you'll in moderate depression. And again, I'm, I'm saying if it's not, if it's not kind of uh, biology induced right, here, right. It, it, it's it's where you begin to f- to focus on that that particular circumstance that's unfortunate and you and you stay locked in on it mm. and it makes you mm. angry or it gives you you know i mean just it, it and you it you, can be, be dep- is that kind of like a coping mechanism that maybe surfaces that maybe you don't intentionally <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think, but I, I think it expresses itself in a variety of ways yeah. you know some people just just can cry at the drop of a hat some mm-hmm. people get mm-hmm. angry and, mm-hmm. and, and and express that in another way but it's kind of when you you dwell on that. You see this in Psalm. Um, I think there's uh, speaking of the Psalms, Psalm seventy seven. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but but if 
you know, if you go like to the beginning of that, he's focused on, you have it right yeah. there. Let's see. 77. Yeah. Yeah. He does. It says, I cried out to God for help. I cried out to God to hear me when I was in distress. I sought the Lord at night. I stretched out, uh, you know, untiring hands and my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered you, O oh God, and I groaned, I mused, and, and my spirit grew faint. You kept my eyes from closing. I was too troubled to speak. I thought about the former days, the years of long ago. I remembered my song in the night. My heart mused, and my spirit inquired, Will the Lord reject forever? Will he never show his favor again? Has his unfailing love vanished forever? Has his promise failed for all time? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. And you think about that, like he's, he's focused on... The psalmist, what's so interesting about that is is he's really saying, like, at the very beginning, I'm so focused on this circumstance, and, and, and woe is me. Mm-hmm. And he, and he kind of gets out of it by the, um, by the end of it. I hope I'm right about this. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's been a moment since I've looked at it. You're, but at the end, yeah. Yeah, he, he, okay, I think I'm right. Yeah, so he goes to the very end of it. And um, and he starts thinking about the Lord mm-hmm. and what the Lord has done, and uh, and he 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 realizes as he's kind of preaching to himself, he kind of preaches himself out of it. Um, so so this is one of those things that you know when you're when you're in that moderate depression mm-hmm. and you're able to help it, right? You have to you have to kind of especially as a Christian, you know fixate on the bigger picture right. on Jesus and then and then you can kind of get into um what what could be defined as as severe depression mm-hmm. and that is that's that third category that you know okay you you this is the sense that like all hope is lost mm. you know it's it's so hard to think um objectively about that but uh I, I don't know. Did that? Answer, I don't even know if that was getting. Yeah, at your I mean, question. It, it is. It was. You know, to to understand why. I mean, to talk about this, you know, and to say people are going to deal with it in various ways. You mm-hmm. know, um, depression is one. But then, how do they? You know, in that depression, you yeah. know, because it, it. I think it causes us to reflect. You know, right. when you go through depression, I mean, it becomes all about me in some ways. You know, me, 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 me. But then, like you said, the psalmist comes and he turns it around, and he's able to see the bigger picture mm-hmm. and it takes that focus off of himself because even in here, he says um, the water saw you, Oh God, the water saw you and withered at very depths can view, you know, but he goes on, he says this, um, your path led the sea, um, your way through the mighty waters, through your footprints were not seen. You led your people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. He, it went from internalizing to individual, mm-hmm. me, 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 to saying, okay, I'm going to see the bigger picture outside of myself. Yeah. But that's hard to do when you're stuck yeah. there. Well, I, I think that it, it goes right with there's 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 no one answer fits all. Uh, I mean, there I mean, there is in terms of our, our identity in mm-hmm. Christ— but, you know, unless we've walked in someone's shoes that is describing to us uh, something that they are grieving or that they are extremely stressed about or deeply depressed about, like what you're talking about, unless you've literally been in those shoes and, right. you know, you can't you can't judge. And there's, you know, not that we're not that we're judging. But I just think that we all need to be, you know, uh, sincere and, and cautious uh, Christ, as, as Christ would be. I mean, that's mm-hmm. how he mm-hmm. did you know, relationship-wise and relationally, 
um, with everybody that he encountered, whatever grief and or, or trauma problem that they had. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I mean, like, like you were saying, you know, people, it's just different degrees of how they deal with it or, or at least where they see it, but it, it's not easy. Yeah. I don't think it's ever easy to go through that. So how, yeah. how do folks begin to, I mean, the psalmist, how, how does the psalmist transition from, <laughs> from this, you know, yeah. whether degree that you may be in? Yeah, I think, I think the shift that you see happening in Psalm 77 is, you know, he starts out like we all do, focused on his feelings, on his circumstances. And, and you have to, you know, it's probably, it, it is easier to, to, in mild depression and sometimes in moderate depression, to be able to say, okay, but this is, this is how I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this is, this is what tomorrow can look like. And, and what he does is he's able to go from focusing on feelings and circumstance to, to Christ and his, and his promises. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what God's done. Uh, you know, when when things look dire before, this right. is how this is how he's answered. But but there's there's also ways I think that that uh, you, a lot of times you know when when you're trying to just deal with something, or you're trying to find just to survive the day or, or the pain or whatever, you really kind of find out who your gods and idols are, mm-hmm. um, because because you'll you'll oftentimes go to those things and that and that's just again why I think trying to to pray and and and, and reflect on Christ yeah. is the yeah. only way out of that a, a lot of things you know coping mechanisms outside of Christ mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that people will will Gravit- reach for gravitate to yeah it, it's um it, it either just sort of it just sort of mask the pain for, for a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, or it numbs it. Um, I mean, I can, I can totally understand why people, you know, gravitate toward those things, right. mm-hmm. but, but they don't, they don't really bring, mm-hmm. um, a, a real solution. You know, other, other gods, other idols always leave you wanting, mm. um, after it's, it's said and done. So, so that's again, while, while we push, you know, praying through even the hard things, yeah. being honest with, with our pain, um, filtering that through through the cross and Jesus. I mean, yeah, I was just looking at Philippians 4, 6. Um, Do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so um, I mean, it just it goes exactly with what Daniel's saying right there. Yeah, you know, and... As I mean, those verses and those verses in the Bible, you know, um, I think I read somewhere that um, half to two thirds of the Psalms are Psalms of lament, you know, because I think there's just a real, a real knowledge of that. And David and whoever wrote the Psalms, you know, you can say that they understood that, but they, it was almost like they, they wanted to, to communicate that with others. And, and David would even bring along when, when, when Saul passed away when he died when when Saul was killed and Jonathan was killed you know he even brought the the community of Israel along said no we're going to lament we're going yeah. to grieve this and so it was almost as a process he wanted to teach right in in the old testament but it it but why what what you know i, I just keep thinking you know when people are going to ask those questions then you know if if i'm going to grieve 
then, of course, then how do I pray to, through my grief? And you, you can say, well, we're going to pray through the Psalms, you know. And and I know the reason you want folks to come and listen so you can figure out how that works, right? <laughs> yeah. And 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 but at the same time, you know, for folks that that may not be able to to listen, but you can always tune in online at southmain.org. Yeah. Shameless that, plug. That's yeah. right. There we go. But how how do we how how do folks practically can pray through their grief or through their stress to to do that? Because it's not, you know, not the easiest thing to to do or even want to talk about. Um, even with somebody else, they may not even want to talk about because some folks don't want to talk about depression. Yeah. You know, so how, how do we work through this and how do folks work through this to do that? Well, I mean, you know, a lot of times people are quick to say, hey, I know what the shortest verse in the Bible is, you know, Jesus wept. <laughs> and I'm always quick to, to say um, to, to the students or just uh, other people that make that comment, I'll say, yeah, no, he did. He did. And do you, do you know why? Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you know why he, he wept? And most of them are clueless because they just think it's a trivial funny thing that hey, I know what it is. It's she's, but I, and I explained to them, you know, he, he lost a, lo- a loved one, a, a close friend, a very close friend passed away and died and Jesus was sad. And, and, uh, you know, so he experienced that grief of a, the loss of a loved one or a close friend. Um, you know, so it's really, and truly is turning to him, like what Daniel is saying ultimately. And, um, he has gone before us. And so we, we have to lean on that and not on our own understanding, which is in Psalms as well, um, 94, I think, maybe, I hope. Um, but I just think that's, that's critical. At the end of the day, and none, and none of us are doing this, but you know, we, we don't want to look down on people because they are going through a tough time. Like, oh, God, get over it, you know, get yourself together, stop feeling sorry for yourself. You know, I guess there does become a point when someone can reach that level, like what you're talking about. Um, but frame the question one more time for me. Yeah, how, how do they pray through? How do they pray yeah. through that? How do they get through that? Because I, mean, I guess real quick, I mean, because I, I know that you brought this up. Um, you know, Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. I think, and there was one of the questions that the people asked, does God grieve with us? Mm-hmm. You know, and did Jesus grieve and how did he grieve? You know, and, and those are things as well. But, you know, what I'm thinking is, is how do people are going to pray through the, how do they make it through the grief? How do they make it through the depression? How do they get out? Because, I mean, like Brian said, somebody can come and say, oh, just get up, pull yourself up. You got this. Come on. It's much deeper than that at times, a lot of times. Yeah. And to be sensitive to that, um, mm-hmm. to understand that. Yeah, I, um, you know, the thing about depression and, and the thing about grieving, um, you, you've, I'm sure everybody has heard like, you know, that there's five stages of, of grief. Mm-hmm. There was a Christian uh, doctor in Chicago years ago who wrote a book called Good Grief <laughs> named, uh, I think his name was Granger Westberg. And he, he mainly, he, he said, <laughs> And I don't know if, if he would even say that that you would have to go through all of these stages. But he said that with working with people, he worked like as a as sort of a chaplain, some in the hospital too, with, with grieving people. And and one of the things he said is there's actually like ten stages of grief. And um and so anyway, he 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 went through that. But the one thing that kind of runs consistently through those ten stages of grief is when when you're when you're going through, it's like you've got this cloud over you, and and when when you're in that particular state and that frame of mind, like it is so hard to want to do anything. Mm. Um, and so th- there's just 
one of the things I would say to do is um, every, every little proactive thing you can do mm-hmm. um, is con- consider that a success. Mm. Con- cons- you know, um, God cares about your whole being. Um, and, and so, you know, if, if you can, if you can get out and just keep moving, Mm. if you you just go, just go take a walk, you know, get, get some fresh air. If you just get up and turn the lights on in in the house, you know, even if you're having a hard time, because what, what everything in your life saying, you know, nothing is right. Nothing is normal. So anything you can do to return to normal is good. Yeah. One of the things he said was, was like, for instance, when, um, you know, like we'll take the holidays, for example, since we're, we're talking about the holidays, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a particular person that you are grieving and you miss, you know, like it almost feels a, a lot of people express to him like there, there's a sense of betrayal mm. that they feel if they actually go and even have a good time now mm-hmm. without that particular person. Wow. And um, and so so that was that was one of the things that you know he mentioned is but you think about that and and I think that's yeah. that's hard for a lot of people you know like well I the my last memory was going going to that restaurant I love that restaurant but, but you know. But I, I love yeah. I love church, but, but yeah, it's always that I love this, but yeah, and and so I think I think just with what I'm even talking about in in the sermon series, I come to the you know I know a lot of people pray, but but people who are hurting mm. have a hard time praying, right? So what can you say even if it's even if it's fifteen seconds? Mm-hmm. To, to begin praying. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel like I can sit through a worship service because I, I used to sit in the worship service with my loved one. Well, we'll just come to this men's breakfast. Right. That, you know, just I mean, these types of things, like any little thing you can do right. um, that, is, that is somewhat just a return to life again. And God's a God of life. That's true. That that's, true. that that's a little victory, and 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 that's worth celebrating. And you keep doing that, and and slowly but surely, those clouds that that were hanging over you kind of begin to depart. And in mm-hmm. in, in, in returning to life in that type of way, there's a little bit of sunlight that begins to break through. You know, have you you know um, have you seen that movie What About Bob? You know, yeah, have, yeah, okay, yeah. and in there, love in that. that. Yeah, I'm sailing. Yeah. In, in that <laughs> movie, in that movie, he says, um, "Was it Richard Dreyfus, the 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 therapist, tells him what he's telling him? He says, baby steps, baby steps.' I think there, yeah. there's some there's yeah. some truth, like what you're saying, just Rich, baby Richard step. Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. He there there are some there is some truth to that to say be able to say take the baby steps to get him back to to life. You know, to bring life because God does resurrect the dead parts of our hearts and our lives, you know, and he speaks to that. And, 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 and I think one of the things is it's sometimes it's hard to wait, 
and, and we don't like to wait. I mean, there's this expectation. Like I said, if we put our pressure on ourselves, unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Other people put pressure on ourselves on our, to, to get out of the, the, the waiting process, the depression process, the grieving process. It's all these unnecessary you know, pressures for us to get through that. And it becomes hard to to wait when we experience loss or grief or stress or anxiety. It becomes that you know because then you're you're sitting in it. And um, well, I like I really like what you said earlier about you know um, for people who have lost loved ones and who are grieving that we we are given this external time frame by people and we and you know well you should be over that by now um, or you know you should have three months to grieve and then three months to get a little better and then you know within nine to 12 months you ought to be good to go and back to normal and there is no time frame i don't know what daniel's relationship was with his grandmother um you know they were close but you know i know what mine was with my dad and you know so again it, it just goes back to that uniqueness um and you know certainly that's the direction that we want to encourage people to get back to like this these uh regular routines or back to what we usually do at church and you know, and just constantly leaning and trusting on God all throughout the way and the encouragement of fellow Christians um, who have gone through like circumstances, um, you know, is you can't put a price on that. And God uses people to say, well, if you can't pray or be in worship and can you come to the men's breakfast or, you know, can you come play some volleyball with the guy, you know, or or whatever it may be just to get them slowly but surely reimmersed, if you will, um, back into that. So I don't, I don't, you know, certainly we don't know what God's time right. line is. And so I think that, you know, it's, uh, it's important not to pressure people to say, yeah, you ought to be over it. I mean, maybe, maybe they should, maybe they shouldn't, you know, we, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Um, so, and that's, and, that's and, there, and there's nothing wrong with, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, the, the, the stage I was thinking about, Brian just pulled this up here for me, but you know, Westberg's stage eight says we resist returning to our usual activities. Mm. And then stage nine, gradually hope comes. And then stage 10, we struggle to affirm reality. And that's, that's one of the hardest things. And that takes a long time to do. Isn't that the big hurdle? You know, I mean, to, to go, okay, I, I live so much of my life being this, you know, this person, and whatever you want to fill in the blank there. I was this person's brother. I was this person's father, you know. But now how do I live in a way where that's, that's you know, not the case? Yeah. And that's what he means by, you know, living to affirm reality. And really that, you know, there, there are some days that are going to be better than others mm-hmm. with that. But that might... You know, there there are just certain things that you're going to go through that will trigger some of that. Yeah, yeah. but that's okay. Yeah. That's that's okay. And there are triggers. I mean, triggers yeah. are absolutely real. Whether it's a song, a joke, a, a, t- a, t- a television commercial, a, a smell, movie, a <laughs> smell, yeah, yeah, yeah. smells. You know, are things that you drive past and you see, and and boom, it makes you think of that person. Yeah. Um. So that's you know we had to. Tico, you and I were talking about food. Uh, at, at when we were making breakfast. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah. At the staff retreat. I was sound asleep at the time. Brian was not <laughs> contributing at all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were just sharing, you know, things in, in, in my mm. family versus Tico's family mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. 
that were just those the smell of home cooked meals. That's right. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, uh, and there's a sense of that where you makes you a bit nostalgic, makes you a little teary eyed though if you get yeah. to thinking about absolutely, it too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's something about something about that food. Something about food. Yeah. You know, and I guess that's why they call it comfort food. You know, mm-hmm. at times. But there's something about food, it, a meal, and I think it just brings just people the, and, together. The, and that comfort, you know, that, yeah. uh, you know. And I know that around the holidays, there's a lot of food. And, and yeah, so, and, 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 and that brings, that brings out, and, and there, there is joy in that, but there's also pain in that. You know, it can be at least, you know, especially when, when it's a loss of a loved one or, or if there's just stress, you know, un- anxiety and those things around it, it does. But at the same time, there is some joy in it, but it does kind of rob your joy yes. um, from that. And so how, how to, to work through those things. So what are some practical advice tips? I know you said go out for a walk, you know, those kind of things, but some, some practical things that, that maybe people can do, especially when they start feeling these things come along or maybe they're starting to feel it now. Um, but just some practical things like, you know, I always say like get out, exercise, you know, those kind of things, you know, um, physical or spiritual disciplines, um, of, of what can, can, can people do to help get them to move towards, you know, maybe healing or dealing through the, the stresses and anxiety and depression through the holidays. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think, uh, there's, there's a few ways, you know, if if you're if you're a friend to to someone um, that is is dealing with grief, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things you want you want to invite them to just uh, you, there's there's nothing ever wrong with extending an invitation, right? But at the same time too, you also um, and I and I even tell sometimes people this that that um, kind of like right after they lose someone and they're in that that shock, yeah. Um, stage, uh, the yeah, that's so true. The yeah. temptation is to is okay. Well, I need to minister to them, so I need to be able to do everything for them. Uh, I would I would say use wisdom, uh, and a, and you know be kind of offer a moderate amount of help. Mm-hmm. Walk with mm-hmm. you know, I, hey, I'll go with you. Mm. I, I'll I'll sit here with you when you make the phone call. You know, but but helping them, you know, continue to do things instead of you doing everything for them. Oh, wow! Uh, yeah. Is is helpful as a friend, um, and when they do something that is that is good but incredibly hard, Just I mean, you know, celebrate that. Affirm it like crazy. Yeah. So yeah, you you'll want to celebrate that with with people. You'll you're the you're their biggest cheerleader when they do something right. I remember s- someone one time told me, um, you know that they had gone through a difficult time, something that made them depressed, and then they would go home and they were like, I even feel more depressed because I haven't been able to clean my house, mm. and uh, and so just looking at my house yeah, can be depressing. <laughs> makes me depressed and, like, oh, and I don't this, even know where to start. Exactly. These clothes are all yeah. stacked up or, yeah. And I'm the wrong person to help them with that because they should look at my house, but you know, yeah, I'm going like, here. well, just go, just go into the fridge and throw what out, throw whatever is expired out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and they did that. They're like, Hey, I, I threw away that old jelly. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> yeah, you great job. I cleared out the, uh, yeah. You know, the, the part of the refrigerator that has all the extra Chick Fil A's, ketchups, right. and all the sauces, and all that. <laughs> Going to need this one day. Thirty years worth of stuff. No, but it's true. It can be something where they've made. Uh, you know, like he was talking about baby steps. 
of progress forward and and then we affirm and encourage and say you know hey that was i know that was tough but you know you've, you've got that behind you now and yeah to encourage them but then they come home and bang you know yeah. can easily be hit with something that can get them off that positive course again you know? yeah and and if you're if you're sitting in the in the uh i mean it's part of its life too you know it's like yeah if, if you're also just if you're the one that's in the in the grief and in the loss of of the holidays, um, if you got if you got anybody, you know, and this is where I think the church is so valuable, mm. um, you know, just just to have, um, I, I think of my church sometimes as as you know my extended family. You know, there are certain I won't do this with everybody, but there are certain people even already within South Maine, and I've only been here four months mm. that I, I'll go with, and and I I feel like. You know, hey, I, I I can trust them. If I'm if I'm having a hard time here, I can tell them, and I just know that they're going to listen. They're going to be understanding. They're going to pray for me. I don't have to suffer in silence. Mm. Um, and and when you do this, uh, you'll be amazed at how God ministers through talking with other people. Um, you'll also be amazed at just again, and I just keep going back and and just hammering psalms and praying through the psalms but really just how how good god is mm. when you when you go to him and you talk to him and uh and and yeah do that yeah and and just the the faithfulness and then that steadfast love um and and reception that we know we're going to get mm-hmm. um you know a, come up, climb up into my lap and, and, you know, I, I've got you. And, uh, and, and yeah, I, I don't think that we can understate the power of God using his people, yeah. um, to help us through various things of, you know, stress or grief or what, like, like what you're just, what you're describing. And so, um, you know, as we come into this, this heavy, fast paced holiday season, you know, we are going to, be stressed we're going to encounter people who are stressed uh and grieving um and like we talked about at the very beginning there's a myriad of ways that that can manifest itself um but we just need to keep pointing them back to the lord and and uh ourselves included um and and be encouraging and 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 praying through the psalms uh like you said, and God is faithful, and He who began a good work and us is faithful to complete it. And uh, you had Tico mentioned. Um, I just wanted, to, and then you can you can give me some like, closing remarks here. Um, how He, we have our joys stolen. We feel like you know if, we, if we've lost them, then our joys are stolen. And uh, you know the enemy will take any advantage he can get. And uh, even the loss of a loved one, which you you think would well, that doesn't get, doesn't have anything anything to do with the enemy, maybe not, but he'll use it if he can to to pull you down. And um, my favorite verse, or one of my favorite verses, John ten ten. You know, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Um, but I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. And um, I think that means getting back to our routines and the usual activities with the help of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and with our church. Um, just like you've said, so yeah, yeah. I'll just say this in closing, as uh, you know, uh, just to to piggyback off of one of your favorite passages of scripture. You know, talking about the Psalms and um, 
Psalm 34, 18 and 19, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted mm. and saves the crushed in spirit. Mm. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Mm. Um, I hope I hope that that encourages Amen. folks that even when you're brokenhearted, even when you're crushed in spirit, even when you're afflicted, that uh, the Lord is near to th- those who who stick close to Him, and um, one way or another, He's gonna He's gonna bring you through this. Yeah, that's He's He's an awesome, awesome God, and what what great words. Um, well, we are very glad to have had our senior pastor with us today, Daniel Crowther, and as we've discussed this, and uh, I would encourage you to listen to uh, our podcast if you're interested. Um, we are available on just about everywhere that you can find a podcast. Um, it is the uh, Mission Remix podcast, and it's under South Maine. Um, and uh, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I, I know I've known him long enough. And um, if you have a concern or a grief or a stress that you are encountering, um, he's happy to speak with you about it. I'm happy to speak with you about it. But Daniel's door is open and uh, he's the real deal, so very thankful for him. Let me close this in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we do come before you with all of our concerns and worries and stresses and, and griefs um, for ourselves, God, and then for those ones that other people are experiencing, some, some we know of, uh, some we don't know, but you do, God. And we do just yield um, to you and your love and your understanding and your grace um, and your receptiveness of us in our situations, whatever they may be. God, I pray that uh, as people listen and hear um, what we've discussed today, Lord, that they come away knowing that there is nothing higher or bigger or more powerful than you. And you provide that blessed assurance in every situation. Uh, you do see the big picture. You are the big picture. And we're so thankful for you um, and for your son, Jesus Christ, and that we do have um, a, a means to deal and cope with these uh, situations in a healthy, biblical, godly manner. Whether that's us encouraging other Christians or other people who are in sorrow um, to re-engage in in usual activities, which is difficult, or whatever the details may be, God, that we lean on you. Um, We love you, God. We thank you for this church um, where we can come and we can worship you, we can serve you. Uh, We give you all the glory and praise and honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mission Remix Podcast. If you would like to hear more stories and conversations from those like our guests today who are living missionally in their own cultures and neighborhoods, be sure to hit like or click subscribe from wherever you're listening to this show. If this episode was encouraging and inspiring to you, feel free to share it with others who could use some encouragement too. The Mission Remix is a podcast of South Main Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, where we work, support, and partner with many missionaries and pastors like the one you heard today around the greater Houston area. 
If you would like to know how you can further support mission endeavors like these, whether that be through generosity or service, you can email us at info at southmain.org. Until next time, keep living on mission for the sake of your own neighborhood.